Iowa everywhere. All right, boys, it's game day. Let's go. Let's go. Big game. Got a big game today. My package has arrived. Oh, sweet. Nice. Goal! Great win, fellas. What game's next? G-Men are having a great year. Let's go blue! Here we go. Primetime football. Texans, Dolphins. Let's do this. Yes! Review. Yes! Yes! Heartland flags. Every sport. Every team. Every flag. Every team? That's right. Fine, fine. I'll get a Washington flag, too. Find your flag and so much more with fast, free shipping. Heartlandflags.com. Every sport, every team, every flag. Almost. Loyal sons forever true. Go Cyclones. From the Channel Seed Studios, Nick Oson and Jake Brent talk all things Big 12. This is Firmly Entrenched. Powered by Heartland Flags and Gifts. Every team, every sport, every flag, almost. Here's Nick and Jake on Iowa Everywhere. Welcome to the Channel Seed Studios on the road, it's firmly entrenched, brought to you, as always, by Heartland Flags. And we're on the road. We're in Chicago at the new Circus Sportsbook. Road trip. Road trip. Road game this a week. Aiden and I drove over this morning. Nick came from Wisconsin Media Days, and we're up here in Waukegan, Illinois. We're closer to Kenosha than we are Chicago. But nonetheless, we're in the Windy City, and here we are at the American Place Casino. It's been a great day so far. This setup is incredible. What they're going for is they're building pretty much a replica of what they've got in Vegas here in Chicago. And, and you can, obviously, right now you can't see it on the film, but pictures on social media, you can see that they're getting there. And I know this is Iowa everywhere, but we've definitely got some Illinois listeners um, you can now download Circus Sports Illinois. Of course, we're presented by Circus Sports. We promote Circus Sports Iowa, but Circus Sports Illinois works about as fluid as Circus Sports Iowa does. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, Jake, not only is it incredible to be here and are we in this awesome atmosphere, but there are several Illinois connections here. I'm originally from this beautiful state. There's some Bears connections we'll be touching on later. Aiden and I, both huge fans. And let's be honest, guys, everybody knows that we're all pretty good friends here. I didn't think I'd be able to see you guys in person for a long time, obviously after my, my move and transition to Wisconsin. So this came up a few weeks back. It's an incredible opportunity for us, for the show, Firmly Entrenched. Get this brand and get Iowa everywhere even further into the Midwest. It's it's been pretty special. I'm glad I could make it from Madison. You missed yeah. another Iowa connect or Illinois connection. I got rejected from Northwestern University. <laughs> Actually, I didn't. I didn't apply because I knew I would get rejected. But we're here. 
And it's it's awesome. Of course, we're going to keep plugging Circus Sports. But we've got a new sponsor also. It's Steeple Ridge Bourbon. Of course, yeah, I'd love enjoy, to yeah, kind of break that down for yeah. people. Yeah, it's, it's a new one that we've added. So thank you very much to Steeple Ridge. You know, really finding something to celebrate responsibly, of course. Go to a glass of Steeple Ridge bourbon. From farm to bottle, Steeple Ridge is a high-quality, delicious drinking bourbon. Whether, you know, you've achieved something at work, you're trying to celebrate some, some birthdays, as long as you're being responsible, this is a perfect go-to. If you don't find Steeple Ridge at your favorite liquor or grocery store, just ask for it by name. Steeple Ridge distilled, aged, and bottled in Iowa, of course, by Lonely Oak Distillery. Yeah, and... When we get back tomorrow, it might be a good day to pour a glass of Steeple Ridge because... What a better celebration. A, a celebration one Celebrating because the opening of Circa in Illinois. Celebrating that, and we had Brian Erlacher on the podcast, and that will be coming up at the end of today's show. We pre-recorded that one. So, so Erlacher was here. He's a representative for Circa Sports. He was signing autographs. He was shaking hands all day, and... He was awesome, and, and he was generous enough to spend 10 minutes of his time with us. We we talked about Jay Cutler. Aiden asked if he wanted to be the next Jeff Saturday and come coach the Bears. <laughs> Off the street, baby. Uh, he said no. We talked. Good answer. Good answer for me. We him. talked everything. Someone thought he went to New Mexico State. It wasn't Aiden or I, Aiden or I luckily. Okay. Um, he was a Lobo. But yep. Got his rookie card. We do, yeah. I, I, I've got his rookie card. You know, I, I'm not going to get too mad at my guys here for doing that without me, but favorite athlete growing up other than LeBron. <laughs> I was very much looking forward to being a part of that. However, we crossed paths, got to meet him. Again, very gracious, like you guys mentioned, sincerely. I mean, not everybody has to be like that in those moments, so that was awesome. And just this this whole night really is is kind of happening so quickly. Grateful to be a part of it and grateful to be here at the new Circus Sports Illinois, just around American Place Casino is where we are broadcasting from tonight. Yeah, so of course we'll have Erlacher coming up in the show. We'll also have Iowa Everywhere's Mike Palm from Circa. Legend. He does the hook with Ken Miller. He's going to join us in our Big 12 pick segment coming up towards the end of the show. But we've also got some football to talk about yes. from the Cyclones and... You know how this goes. I'm going to add my pessimistic angle. I'm sure I'm sure Nick will try and <laughs> try and talk me out of it and try and spin it in a more positive way. My but annoyingly optimistic yeah. self is what I will be. <laughs> so Iowa State coming off of a 50 to 20 loss against Oklahoma. Initial takeaways, Nick. Truly, I, I think that, you know, first off, I will say I don't think that final score is necessarily as reflective of that game. I think that we all went in really knowing that, that Oklahoma was the better team. I mean, they have the chance, I'm not saying they will be, but they have the chance to potentially be contending for a national championship. I mean, their mm -hmm. roster is loaded. So that being said, I think Iowa State lost to the better team. I don't think either of us picked. It's, it's a rare time. I agree. I don't think either of us picked Iowa State to win. We maybe did to cover, and, and early on it was back and forth offensively. But overall takeaways, I think that Oklahoma's really good. And I don't say that obviously. I really do think they're a little more maybe automatic offensively than I kind of thought. I think Gabriel is fantastic. I think that Rocco, there's this level of game that he kind of has where he really can just be consistent, get in his stride, and limit those turnovers. 
I'm comfortable saying I think you could potentially be talking about one of the great quarterbacks in Iowa State history. And, you know, I'm not known to do this. I was going to mention it to you earlier, Jake. We've just been so busy in preparing for tonight. But a little bit of a pat on the back to both of us. Specifically, I, I've said it since the summer. I remember even some of my old subscribers kind of came at me for it. I think you are seeing the Jalen Knoll that people have really been waiting for, excited about. I mean, some of what he does after the catch, guys, you can't teach that. And it's why I actually saw him mocked in, like, I believe it was the fifth or sixth round of the NFL draft heading into this year in a couple outlets because you can't teach speed, can't really teach yards after the catch. You can work on your catching. You know, you can teach route running, whatever that's like. But basically, because of that, I think those are a couple positives. I think there's some young studs on the defense, but overall this year, still a ways to go. Fair? Yeah, fair. I'm, I'm going to start, I guess, talking Oklahoma. And when they hired Brent Venables, obviously not Lincoln Riley. Everybody knew that. There was a reason that it was a terrible day in Norman when Lincoln Riley left. But when they made that hire, you're hiring the defensive coordinator from Clemson, one of the top teams in the country, a brilliant defensive mind that ripped it off from John Haycock, by the way. But uh, <laughs> if, if, you th if you thought about it, like even if Oklahoma is 80% of what they've been on offense under Lincoln Riley, but they take a step, two steps, three steps up on defense under Venables, it could be scary. And last year, somehow we saw a step back from OU on defense, which didn't seem possible. Now it feels like he's got his guys in. They use the transfer portal. That philosophy might be starting to marinate a little more. And they're really good. And, and I will I'll take the full fault that I think I underestimated the talent gap in how much better Texas and Oklahoma are than the rest of the conference. And um, CW said it on he said it on several different platforms this week, but um, I think the Big 12 championship is going to be two SEC teams playing against each other and that sucks for me sucks for us because and if if i might add jake you know it, it really does there's a level of it sucking for kind of the heart of the big 12 fans and obviously the big 12 conference but i guess what i would say is if if you did and this isn't a you jake this is a universal you if you didn't see that there was a pretty high potential of that coming this year yeah i'm not sure you were paying attention you know i think that a lot of people have talked about texas course is a reason they were picked like unanimously and so high but i i don't know if it was just maybe dylan gabriel maybe that i'm, I'm a little closer with some people in the oklahoma network so i knew a little bit about that team you know but i just felt like they weren't getting talked about enough i felt like kansas state and tcu were overhyped as we get further into some iowa state talk i think that their future is pretty bright with some of the guys they have, but I, I didn't think they were quite there yet. And, you know, nobody else really jumps out. Houston, no. West Virginia. So I, I personally think it's a major upset if it's not. Uh, what, what do people say? Out or O-U-T or, or whatever with the going to the SEC uh, for that title game. I just think the talent gap. And frankly, I've been impressed with Coach Steve Sarkeesian's coaching. I know we're talking about Texas there and not O-U. But he's a little bit better than I kind of anticipated in terms of that actual head coaching role, guys. Yeah, so I'll get into some of my big picture stuff with Iowa State. And it's the defense, which I never thought would be a talking point as far as a concern. But 
I'm not going to say code red yet, but we're like a code like solid orange on the defense because they're they're not getting pressure. They've proven that through five games that they have not been able to make it difficult for the quarterback yet. And it doesn't matter how good your secondary is. If you let a guy like Dylan Gabriel sit back in the pocket for six, seven seconds, pick you apart, he he can't complete the pass on TJ Tampa. And, and that's nothing against TJ Tampa. It's just the game of football, especially in the modern age, it's built for quarterbacks. It's built for offense. So when the Iowa State defense isn't getting pressure, it really sets them back at a disadvantage. And if the defense doesn't get it figured out, I don't see how this season isn't a failure because the offense has no doubt taken strides. And let me take a couple minutes to give credit to where credit's due. Uh, Nate Schilhaus called a really good first half. And the offensive line looked a lot more improved than anything that we'd seen through the first four games. Part of that, I think it's the play calling. Part of it, probably the natural growth and coaching from Ryan Clanton. Then part of it is, look, you used the whole field. Shocker. Now they can't keep nine in the box, and you have nowhere to run. The field's a little more open. You got a little more holes. So there's no doubt the offense has taken strides. The offense has not taken enough strides to win football games purely based off the offense. They need a John Haycock-led defense to play like a John Haycock-led defense. And whether it's health or whether it's youth, I don't know how confident I am that they're going to get to that point this year. And, you know, here's what I will say, Jake. First off, I think the area that I was concerned about the defense, like, do you remember? I think it was our first show ever, which, you know, we were kind of getting things rolling back in August. And I think you asked, or maybe producer Aiden, but I believe it was you, Jake. If I thought it was fair to expect this defense to be as good or better than last year's. And I am Mr. Optimist. And I said I did not think that that was fair. And specifically, it was because of what Iowa State lost in the pass rush. And I think, unfortunately for the Cyclones in this fan base, that's kind of rearing its head now. I think you're seeing uh, what's really you know, being missed with some of that top end talent. I, I think there is some good youth within that group, but I, I don't think it's quite there. I think maybe at times people have overrated the secondary potentially, and, and I would definitely be one of those people, unfortunately, uh, because I obviously said I, I thought it could be the best ever. I think there's youth in the linebacking core. And frankly, the health. And, and, you know, obviously, I mean, it helps when the Badgers have had bye weeks. But I have not missed much Iowa State in terms of their action since I left. I've been following. I think it's a major thing if this team is really as healthy as head coach Matt Campbell says. Because as we continue and get a little later in the preview, get on our picks a little bit later. Winnable game this week is all I will say. But if that doesn't happen, Jake... I don't necessarily, you know, say things like failure and stuff like that, but I get what you're saying. I think then the only excuse you're kind of going back and pointing towards is maybe the gambling aspect, which I'll tell you being away from Iowa, a lot of people 
still kind of give that credence, which I don't know how you kind of take that in the national media. But Jake's shaking his head, you know, for the people that maybe are just listening and not watching. And I understand where you're coming from, Jake. I certainly feel there is enough talent and good coaching for this team to make a bowl. And I'll just say one more thing. If they don't, I think you have to. I think you have to go back and point at the Ohio game. That was the one that started to kind of strike some doubt into my head. Yeah, I've got a couple points to bounce off of that. First, the Ohio game. I think long term, we're going to look back at that game and be glad it happened. Because I would rather them go into that game, be stubborn and lose, and then change, than go in, be stubborn, and win and not change. But going back to the gambling it's, uh, I've got to stay consistent. I was on the record in the summer that I didn't think it was that big of a deal because the staff knew the guys were going to be missing since May. So I was optimistic about it, and I'm going to stay consistent that if it wasn't an excuse then, it's not an excuse now. They can, they can't overcome that. They've got enough talent. And when you look at it, I mean, yeah, you're missing gyro brock could he be helping sure isaiah lee could he be helping sure hunter deckers i don't think he's better than rocco Becht. at least from not what we've seen from rocco at least not from what iowa state needs yeah and i think as the season goes on you look back in 15 years i don't think this would be thought of as the gambling season i think it'll be thought of where, where i'm at is i'm expecting four wins and wow and it's not like a i don't think it's a bad four wins i think it's just kind of reality that it's a really young team that hasn't done it yet can i ask you jake uh two two parter who is iowa state missing most that was involved in kind of the the gambling aspect i'm sure we'll agree but that's a question for me and then do you have any hope right now that Iowa State can win one of their last two games? I know I'm looking ahead against Kansas State or Texas. Because if not, then you're looking at a team that has to win four out of the next five to make a bowl. Yeah, well, I'll start. I think it's Jake Remsburg. Um, offensive line needs the most help. Uh, not that Remsburg has been an all Big 12 guy or, or anything like that, but he would. As far as veteran and then just a body, he would be good to have. So I, th- I think that's who they're missing most. And I'm not ever going to count a Matt Campbell coach team out of a game against Kansas State, against Texas. I'm never going to really count them out of any game against a Big 12 opponent. But just what I think that I've seen so far is I just think the team is so young. And you, you've seen in their two road games. Against Ohio, the offense is terrible. Against Oklahoma, the defense was terrible. And I think that they're going to be in every single one of the next five games they play. And I just, it's going to come down to margins. And I don't think that this young team will be sharp enough in those margins. So it's not like I'm thinking that they're going to finish with four wins and get blown out in six of those games. I think they're going to lose a couple 2017 games, a 24-21 game. But I do think that 
after the season, you're going to look into the future and you say, okay, well, there's Rocco Beck, your quarterback of the future. There's Abu Sama, your running back of the future. A lot of young guys, like Jeremiah Cooper. And I think He's that... He's been awesome. I think that the... I think that the future will look bright. And I could also be overreacting to getting blown out in one of the toughest places to play in college football against one of the best teams in college football. And they could go beat TCU, Baylor, Cincinnati, and here I am looking like a moron. Um, I guess that's kind of where I've been at as I've marinated on that on that loss. I think I was just shell-shocked that, uh, or shell-shook. No, no, that, you got it. That the defense, <laughs> that the defense was terrible. It, it, our eyes aren't used to it. It's like it, uh, bad it's, offense, fine. It's something that you really haven't gotten used to, nor have you needed to, because the defense and John Haycock have have done so well. Now, I said before the season, when people were calling me crazy about this as a bowl team, not you guys, but people were. I can tell you that our our friends in another side of the state of Iowa. I said there were a few toss-up games. Iowa, they lost. I'm sorry, yeah, the Iowa game, they lost. Oklahoma State, they won. I still think if they can take care of business at a BYU or a Cincinnati, there's a chance. And this will be, I'll tell you all, listeners, friends here, the last time that I say that because if they win this weekend against TCU, I think they actually still have a great shot. If they drop to two and four with the last two games against Kansas State and Texas, mm-hmm. you're maybe looking at two and six if you think those are lost. I mean, it's tough to win four in a row. Really, anywhere in college football, specifically the Big 12. I love your points about the youth of this team, Jake, in terms of looking ahead. I think that we get a lot of credit on this show for Abu Sama. I think he's really shown those flashes. I think Jaden Higgins, though he's not necessarily super young, showed some of what we were looking for in the OU game. Ben Bramer continues to be a standout. But you've got to start thinking, man, let's really hope that there are some young studs on the line offensively on the offensive line because it it hasn't been good. It's been okay here and there in pass pro, but it hasn't been good. Dalen Hazard's a guy I'm really excited about long-term. Brendan Black who we talked about on this show a while back. So long-term, I think I agree with you, Jake. Short-term, it, it might be difficult to get back to bowling. I, I think the over-under, I believe, was set at five and a half games for this team. It was, it was five flat on Circa when, I think, when we did our first episode. Okay, five flat. It, it could have fluctuated up to five and a half at some point, maybe down to four and a half, but... I believe episode one, when we talked, it was five flat. And I was somebody that took the over. So I will absolutely own that, you know, if, if they can't get to that bull streak. I think personally right now, you said four. I think to me, what maybe feels the most likely is like five, where they're maybe jumping a little bit over what, what Jake thinks, but falling short of six and like maybe they get invited to like a lower bowl. But I, I think this weekend is one that's going to tell me everything. And it's a night game, right? Night game at Jack yep. Trice. It's going to be special with so, all the Jack Trice stuff going on, too. Yeah. Game on top of it. I, I think uh, we're not quite in our full preview yet, yeah, but yeah, I'm starting to think that they can do something this weekend. And what's nice for us in the show, this is another weekend, seemingly every week, 
where the Iowa State game time is not close to the Wisconsin game time. So I'll be able to have some live eyes on that, guys. So, yeah, let, let's transition into that TCU game. But first, let's give a shout-out to our friends at Heartland Flags. Right now, we are, of course, in the Circa Illinois Sportsbook. We just watched the Twins clinch their first playoff series win in 22 years. I know did they win the series? They did, they did. yeah. It was, it was a... It was a Awesome game. Wow. So yeah, if, been working all there's going to be no baseball going on tomorrow because it's all sweeps. So <laughs> if, if we've got any, well, the Brewers are going to win. But if, if we've got any Twins fans listening, I'm sure we do, go rep your Twins pride with the flag from Heartland Flags. Of course, NFL season underway. These Bears fans, I'm, you're still going to fly those flags high. I'm certainly. Oh, absolutely. And it just. Looks like we got some great comments rolling. That's all I wanted to say. Yes, yeah, certainly I am flying my Cowboys flag with caution. I'm like a I'm like a scared puppy. It's like okay, you mentioned that this is a show where where we can maybe get off topic for 30 seconds or so. Sure. Not that off topic, but I cannot wait for that game and there are natural ties into the show too. Cowboys, Brock Purdy and the 49ers. Sunday night. We all know here I work Sundays. Been waiting all day for <laughs> Sunday night. Do we have Swift or Carrie Underwood? Carrie Underwood. What's going on? No, but we're not. Taylor Swift's had enough. We're hey. keeping Carrie Underwood on hey. Sunday night football. Whoa. Thank you very much. Hey, you know what? I'll whoa. be fair. Not a huge fan of either. I would whoa, lean Taylor whoa, Swift. Whoa, whoa, I'd whoa. lean Taylor Swift whoa, for whoa, my guy whoa. Aiden here. But but that game is going to be awesome. Going to grind during the day Sunday. Hey, Bears will have already gotten their loss out of the way Thursday night. And I can't wait. Why do they got to keep doing that to us? Putting us on national TV, man. To watch that game Sunday night. I think people, Brock Purdy is playing so well that if you look at these trolls online, they're actually getting upset about it. And trying to find any possible excuse to bring this guy down. You guys know me well enough. I'm not a hype guy. If I thought that he was just okay and just milking these weapons, like, so be it. I think this dude is a damn, can I say that? Damn Whoa, good man. quarterback. Should have seen Aiden's video on Twitter earlier. I think that he, is, <laughs> that he is smart. I think he's got that confidence and swagger that veterans especially look for. And let's just say I'm glad that I got a Brock Purdy rookie card recently for the cheap. I think that was a good investment. So I already know what's going to happen Sunday. I think the Cowboys might roll them. And roll them? Yeah, and it's just because no doubt in my mind will the Cowboys' season end in the divisional round to the 49ers. So it's going to okay. be like you go into San Francisco, you beat them, I don't know, let's say like 24 to 13, and then – America's team. How about them Cowboys riding high? Just Come on, all, you're a fan. How the, about them Cowboys? Yeah, but <laughs> I will be like that, but I'm not hopping in on the propaganda. So then I just know that all season long, you're going to split with the Eagles home and home. You're going to go into the playoffs 13-4, and four, whatever, and then you're going to lose 20-7 to seven to the Niners. So we'll enjoy our regular season win. I can't wait. Lock of the week, I guess. Can't wait to beat the Niners. And then it'll all come crashing down in January, and I will be exactly where I started. And, like, why am I even a fan of this team? What? Why? I respect the heck out of that Sunday night prediction. I don't see it. 
And and I want to see it because I actually think the NFL is better when the Cowboys are good. I'll say that. But oh, and as we're Homer seeing here at Circa, Homer for Arizona, they're making this thing interesting. I don't see it, Jake, but I actually could, of course, see the 49ers taking the Cowboys out down the line. Right, Hawkeye, you Jake? The, you want to put that comment up there? <laughs> Tough look. So today we were at Wendy's, and on the, on the window, they had a sign that was uh, anytime after the Hawkeyes win, uh, you can go up to the counter and get a free small frosty if you say go hawks aiden aiden just like runs through the door okay and he runs up to the counter he's like let's go hawks See, that's let's go defamation oh, no way. defamation libel slander <laughs> he just knocked it all he's out of here but which one is it because libel all is them. written so it's all i didn't i didn't write that but uh well he texted it to me earlier yeah. so <laughs> but wide right natty light what even does that mean like these i, I don't even know Friends it, of the show, though. Good friends that I will say I miss. <laughs> enemies of the show. Uh, enemies of Especially Jake. Matthias. I don't I don't know if Matthias is listening. I hope not. No, he is. I, and that's my guy. I miss him. <laughs> no, I hope he hears this. I'm kidding. I, I'm not triggered. I, I'm, um, well, shall we get into some TCU? So there's uh, there's two ways to spin this. I'm going to just come up with my with my Twitter agenda on Wednesday for Sunday. So Iowa State wins. Um, I'll probably be a little pessimistic about it. I'll be like, ah, well, it, it could have looked better. Like, TCU lost so much. And then if Iowa State loses, I mean, what do you expect? The defending national champion runner-up coming to Jack Trice and, and win? Like, what did you think was going to happen? It, Iowa State fans, they have nothing to lose here. It's... That's fair. It does feel, and I know you're that was a little tongue-in-cheek. I was, yeah. was going to say, come on, man. I know you better than that. <laughs> I will say, though, it feels like a lifetime ago that TCU was in that game. I don't know if that's just me. I don't know if it was just, you know, last college football season, but it feels just a lot removed. Obviously, that team lost a ton. And I'm curious, Jake, you know, I think even more than most weeks how you see this game going. I'm curious if you'll be covering it, of course. I know Aiden will be you know, boots on the ground there, but I'm going to, I'm going to say this. And I mean, I, we can go back to our first couple shows when we were doing over-unders for big 12 TCU. I have not been high on them. So like we've hit on a lot of these, what are they? Three and three two, and two, I believe. Or, yeah. Three and two. Iowa State's. They've lost to Colorado and West three. Virginia. Yep. So two solid teams. I don't think you could say anybody that's been great. I know West Virginia was supposed to be terrible. They've, they've showed some fight at times, but all that to say, it's not the same TCU team, even though I know you're having a little fun with that, Jake. Yeah, yeah and Matias is pretty elite. But I think this is going to be a good game. So for me, it's hard to it's hard to put into words what TCU is because part of me remembers the 2021 version that was terrible that Gary Patterson got ran out of town. And it was kind of like that for a couple of years. So if you would, if you were to convince me that last year was just a fever dream and didn't even happen, yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, last TCU is the Vikings. The Vikings last year were 13 and 0 in one score games. 
That's insane. Never had been done before. No, never had been done before. This year they're one and three in it. Everything, it's like the rules of gravity. Everything that goes up must come down. When you play so many one-score games, eventually it's going to regress to the mean. And I think TCU's regressed to the mean. It's not like they got blown out by Colorado or West Virginia. No. And it's not like last year, well, last, sorry, last year they did blow out Colorado. But last year it's not like they were blowing out Baylor. It's not like they were blowing out West Virginia. They were winning those games on miracles. They were winning them in the last. So I think this year they've just yeah. kind of regressed back to that mean, which I don't know if that makes them... I don't know if it makes them scarier because I think Iowa State fans might be overlooking them. They're still top five in the conference in offense and defense, scoring both sides. They've still got a bunch of talent. Chandler Morris is, he's not Max Duggan, but he's still one of the, I don't know, top five quarterbacks in the league. So there's still talent coming to Jack Trice, and they're still coached by Sonny Dykes. So... I don't know, but they also just lost at home to West Virginia. I don't know if this team is good. I've watched them. I don't think they're good. But they also played for a national championship nine months that ago. So, so it's it's really hard to it's really hard to get a grasp on this game, which is why, uh, as much as I love my friends at Circus Sports, <laughs> I'm not touching this game with with anything this week. Just weekend. with that natural Circus Sports mention. You guys teasers fans at all? Teasers? Teasers? When, yeah. When was, you kind of do some gambling. Yeah, Iowa State screwed me in a teaser last week. I think a great play, personally, either way, quite honestly, is the Wisconsin-Rutgers game. Wisconsin is favored by two scores. I think they're a better team than Rutgers. It's at home. I think the Badgers win that game. But I personally, I think Rutgers is comfortably going to be within 20, right, if you tease it up. And I think the Badgers win by at least a score. So right, that so is kind of my this, pick. We're going to put this comment up there. So I'm going to guess this is Matias. Could be Levi. Um, it's actually phrased really well, so I'm going to guess that's Levi. He's, he's a little more of an intellect. Chandler Morse, the second leading passer in the Big 12. Iowa State's defense is struggling against the pass. What say you? You say Matias couldn't say something like that? No, Come I, on. I, that's um, our guy. So, yeah, that's where I think as we dive deep into this game, I, I think it could be a problem for Iowa State because the, the TCU offense has been good so far. And the Iowa State defense looked good against you and I. Iowa, Ohio, three not great offensive teams. They got torched by Oklahoma State, torched by Oklahoma. So, so I think the concern falls back on the defense. It's if the defense holds TCU, I think to 20 points or less, I'm taking Iowa State to win. But they haven't really shown me anything the last two weeks to trust that they'll do that. No. And I know that last week, what I said was just trust Haycock. And that's still what I think you have to do because I'm not, I don't know. Oh, okay. Dang, wide right, <laughs> Natty Light really helping us out tonight. TCU, 120th in red zone score, though. Um, so, Jake, we're overthinking this one. These, these numbers are messing with us a little well, bit. Well, no, so 
that plays into Iowa State's kind of bend but don't break philosophy. Typically in the past, they've given up a lot of yards. They let teams get in the red zone. You hold them to a field goal. You get a turnover. And uh, that's a great question, Paul. We do not know if Malik Verdon will be back for the TCU game. But if he was, that would that would change my opinion a lot because he has been a crucial missing piece for this defense. He has. I mean, and I think Ben Nickel has been kind of a, a, a good player, a great story. But I think you miss a guy like Verdon. Oh, there, there's no doubt a significant drop-off. And, and by the way, in addition to the amazing atmosphere here, I'm starting to smell some great foods, Jake, as we're sitting here in this new Circus Sports, Illinois at American Place Casino. Made the trip from Madison. But looking ahead at this game for me, Jake, you're talking about the defense, which I think is, is obviously very smart. I think there have been some holes in it. But to me... A, I'm going to rest on the Iowa State offense, and B, less turnovers. Because I, I think that Rocco has been so, so good, especially for this situation, right? But I think the turnovers have hurt here and there, specifically things turning into pick sixes. I see a really close game, and, and this show is flying by, which is a, a beautiful thing, my friend. But I see a close one. I, I think Iowa State does enough to keep it close. Do you see the offense executing enough to potentially get that win as they are somewhat of a sizable underdog, almost a full touchdown? Yeah, so I think that's that's where I almost contradict contradict myself. Excuse me. <laughs> like, we've been clamoring for this more offense, more offense, more offense. And then you get it. Like, you know what? If you're in one of those close games... I would rather be falling back on the defense. Agreed. And I think I think that way at any level of football. That's not just an Iowa State thing. I think when you're in a tense, tight game, night game at home, the, the defense is something that's more, I feel like, muscle memory, less thinking involved. You put a young quarterback in in a tight game at the end he can tense up a little bit under throw a ball I, I i just think personally i would rather have an elite defense at the end of a game rather than an elite offense so that's where i guess my concern coming into a close game is i just don't know if the defense can muster up the pressure necessary to force a turnover to get to the quarterback, bring him down. And that's why I think it could just be one of those heartbreaking four-point loss type games. I think that's a really fair point, Jay. I think it's super honest, man. I, I'm really enjoying, you know, kind of these these breakdowns tonight as the comments are flowing in tonight. Yeah, we really appreciate it. this, man. The show is hitting our stride. But I'm going to say this. You didn't ask for my pick, but I'm going to give it. And, and maybe there is not an emotional pull in terms of fandom, but just like, you know, you're around a team, you're around coaches, you're around players. I, I want the best for them. You know, I, I have yeah. no issue generally saying that. This is a must win for Iowa State's bowl hopes this season. I think that the defense is healthier. I see a better game for the defensive line. 
TCU is good. They're athletic. They have weapons. I don't think they're last year's team. I think this one is close. And I actually see the run game winning it for Iowa State late. I'm not okay. saying they're going to go crazy or anything like that. But I kind of see a, a long run from somebody like Abu Sama late and kind of like a two or three point win for Iowa State. And, and you know what? I understand the optimism within that. But here's the thing, Jake. If they aren't able to do that this week, their bull hopes are not looking good. They're not looking yeah. good at all. And I also think we haven't really mentioned this. It's the Jack Trice legacy game. Yep. And that is going to add even more to an already great atmosphere. Night game, October. It's going to be like a high of 55. You just don't. That's like the perfect football weather. That is awesome. So you take the Jack Trice legacy game out of that, you've already got a great atmosphere. You add those uniforms. You add everything that Jack Trice means to that program to that coaching staff to the teams to the fans it's going to be an incredible atmosphere and when you and win, i'm sorry i missed it you will you be there covering it i will not be there i'll be okay iowa plays purdue at 2 30 so i'll be at that game for work reina garcia of local five will be covering the game and i'm going to get out of jack or i'm going to get out of kinnick um as soon as I can, drive over to my grandparents' house, watch that game That's on a big awesome. flat screen TV. Okay. Have okay. Some, have grandma make me up some home cooking, eat some popcorn. What's a favorite from grandma? Anything she makes. <laughs> grandma, did you hear that? Anything, but anything awesome. my grandma makes. But in her, last time I was over there, she made me these, like, uh, almost like fried potatoes. Okay. They're just like fried Yukon, like sweet potatoes. I have no problem saying to you and our listeners, I've barely gotten to eat today, media day, and then rushing down here. I'm starving, man. So I think anything from Grandma Brand would sound delicious right now. Uh, but no, that that's awesome. That sounds like a good Saturday. You know, similarly, <laughs> Ed's WRNL continues with the comments. Uh, I, I will add this, Jake. Grand, my grandma, well, let me just go back. My grandma... Wide right now, you like comments, Gma on the clutch. My grandma is so clutch. They so this is how it works during football season. I'll give you a little insight into just my kind of my weekends. So I host Friday Night Blitz, a high school football show on local five. We go on at 1035 after the newscast. So we're done 11 11:35. If I was got an 11 or 2:30 game. I'm making that trip. And it looks like we've got Mike Palm joining us right now. We're going to have Mike come sit in the chair. Absolutely. Let me let me just add real quick before our friend Mike joins us. Big family weekend for us both. Both covering some great football. It'll be Big Ten in this one. We'll get our picks going with our friend Mike Palm here. Jake, you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. Here. How's it going, Mike? I'm good. How have you met Nick? Great to see you, my friend. Thank you. Briefly Absolutely. before, yeah, Mike. Awesome to have you here. Thank you for joining the show live at Circus Sports. This isn't live. I don't hear anything in this. Is this live? I don't hear. Try again. You're not hearing. Can you anything? hear me? How about how about now, Mike? I hear you through my ear, not through this. I think, but anyhow, can well, you hear me here? Yeah, we can. We can hear you. Okay. So, all right. Thank we've you. got Mike Palm of Circus Sports. He's on the hook with. Ken Miller right here on Iowa Everywhere. Yep. 
He's making us look like schmucks. He's dressed in a suit and tie, just. Yeah. Hey, I'm okay. He, he's looking. <laughs> yeah. He's got, he, one, two, three. I'm in a distant third. Yeah, and then Aiden is a distant fourth. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. unless he's going to like a Girl Scout convention to put that outfit on. <laughs> I think he'd be the best looking guy at a Girl Scout convention. But, he might. But I could be wrong. He might. He's a future up and coming star. Yeah. You know, he's going to have his only. His, Smash ball podcast, maybe do something on the WNBA, something real popular. He's he's already there, so <laughs> we're into our part of the segment. We just talked about the Iowa State TCU game. We've recapped Iowa State's blowout loss to Oklahoma. We're gonna make three picks on Big Twelve games. Um, you you probably didn't come prepared with those in your mind. If you want to interject the ones that we're talking about and tell us that we're morons. Feel free, okay. because that's most likely what will happen. I'm, so I'm eight and twelve and one on the year for Big Twelve bets. Yeah, Nick. When are you going to go to a different conference? You thinking about switching to a different conference? Well, he's eight and twelve. Maybe hey, something did you else. You hear mine though? Maybe something six else is six. better. Six and six. That's solid. So my first one. This is, <laughs> this is going to a different conference. We're going to the SEC for the Red River. Red River rivalry. I hope you have Texas. Over under. So the over under set at 60 and a half. That's me, man. <laughs> I'm taking the over. I don't disagree. Oklahoma hasn't played an offense yet. Yep. I mean, don't tell me Matt Campbell and, and Rocco Media is an offense. You know, that kid. I can throw the ball harder to the flat than that Rocco kid. This kid from Ankeny must really suck. The backup, no, the freshman. No. Why isn't he playing? Rocco no. Media is horrible. JJ uh, Brecht Cole's or whatever. Is Why put that kid from Ankeny in? He's what, a, what? I saw him a lot. You think you think that low of Rocco, my friend? How about that interception he threw against Iowa? How about he, how about he's, that? He's I mean, had just, some tough picks. He just floats the ball out to the flat. They're horrible. They're really, really. They're an embarrassment to the university and the state of Iowa. Matt Campbell should be fired immediately. He wanted to attack that little handicapped fan that the twelve-hour bus ride to Athens, Ohio. He's going to beat him up. Oh, very good, Matt Campbell. All he said is, "You're on the hot seat." You had Brock Purdy and Brees Hall in the same backfield. You went seven and six. Get out of here. What bad luck for the state of Iowa that LSU didn't snatch him away. All these schools wanted him. How come nobody took him? Bad, bad luck. All right, what you said over. I like the over. <laughs> I, I, Oklahoma's defense looks better than it has in past years, but they've played nobody. They haven't played anybody in the top 75 offenses in the country. I think Texas can move the ball on anybody. That was sort of a deceptive score against Kansas. They went up and down the field, up and down yeah. the field. Missed field goals. They dominated that game. Let me naturally add here. Normally we go yeah. three and three, yeah. but I've got Texas in that game. That I was like one it. of my picks. I saw him at minus six. I don't know what you guys are seeing, six, six and a half. Six and I a half like, this morning is what I saw in circle. I like him at minus six. What do, what do you think there? I like him at either six or six and a half. Anything I, south of seven. I think they might be the most complete team in the country right now. I think it's between them and Michigan. Yeah, I, I do. Okay. Georgia's got a lot of flaws. I didn't agree with some of what you said earlier, Why, but I love out. those two picks. Did you graduate from Iowa State? No. Oh, okay. No, All from right. this beautiful state of Illinois, oh, went you to are. University of Wisconsin. Okay. I, not, did, I didn't graduate from Iowa State either. Where did you go to school? I went to Simpson College. That's all right. Where did you go to high school? Dowling? No. Did you go to Dowling? <laughs> no, I, I went to Indianola High Where School. Where are you from, my friend? I'm from Dubuque. I graduated from Wallard in Notre Dame. Okay. Yeah. Yep. They uh, they had a good baseball team this last year. I don't follow much anymore. I used, so to, I'm gonna I used to officiate a lot of sports when I was young. I usually pop back to Jake. I'm going to go with one here, though. Uh-oh. I like both your plays, by the way. I like That's over and I like hear. Texas. But no, I, I actually might play that one with yeah. Sarko. I might. 
parlay it together. Not Baylor yet. plus one in the hook against at home yeah. against Tech. Yeah. Tech's a really disappointing team. So to they me, might be the right? most disappointing team in the conference. Based in the on country. the country. How about in the country? Yeah. Yeah, them. I mean, they're just. TCU's been disappointing. Ever since the last three minutes of the Oregon game, I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's head scratching to me. And they went to Morgantown and couldn't do anything. I liked them in that spot. Um, boy, Baylor, what a comeback win, huh? I don't and know how Gus Malzone doesn't get fired. So in a game like that, right, yep. after that, Mike, you yep. either you either found something and you're running with it yep. in the Baylor Bears, yep. or that's an emotional win that you flatline the next week. That's not a bad Central Florida team either. No. I mean, that's a good team. Oh, no. You're down 27 or 20, whatever it was, They could have folded. Absolutely. And that's a program that's cooking on the recruiting trail right now. So I personally, I like Dave Aranda as a coach. I'm a big Dave Aranda guy. Man, a lot, a and lot the OC of too. Here. I like the Some OC things. at Baylor as well. So I, I think they run that's good That's my offense. play. I, well, as you know, I have the sign in my room that says no Red Raiders bets, just none. They've their bad beat against Oregon is the last leg of a parlay. Another week they're the last leg of a parlay. Just I'm done with them. I, I'm not touching them, which means on the other end I'm also not touching them. So I'm not touching Baylor. I'm going Oklahoma State. Eleven points is what they're getting at home against K State. I think if this game was a Saturday, I wouldn't touch it. But those Friday night <laughs> games get so weird. Oklahoma State coming off of a bye week. Kansas State pretty beat up. A lot of their guys did play. But I, I like this game being in that 9, 10, 11 range. But I don't feel great about it. Or they're really bad. They, they are, are bad. Really, South Alabama killed them. Yeah. I mean, who'd they beat? I mean, I guess Arizona State result is flattered. But I think Arizona State's the worst team in the Pac-12. Um, pretty, I think pretty comfortably, yeah. I mean, this is a school that actually made Iowa State look like they had a cohesive offense. I mean, they're awful. I can't, I can't co-sign your play. I'd stay away from that game. Okay, okay. I, I might take that advice. I and respect then that honesty. We'll go back to me, and we just talked about Central Florida and KU. This one is me just zagging. I think I saw that 88% of the public is playing the over. I'm going to play the under at 65 in this one. And I, it all comes back to the health of Jalen Daniels. If he plays, I don't think I'll play this bet. Good. But if he's out, I think I like this game to be a little more ugly, low-scoring Central Florida coming off of a disappointing loss. I'm thinking in that, like, 27-24 range. Man, I don't there. know about Mike, but I still like that KU offense even without Daniels. I mean, obviously, they're taking a step down in competition coming out of Austin. They made... Illinois looked silly on that Friday night silly. game early in the year, right? Embarrassing. And then they went up to, to UNR, who's god-awful, right? Yep. And and that was too bad. I lost that game. I, I look back on it. It's a bad play laying that many on the road. Um, I, I get your point. That's a lot of points. And let's, let's not forget, Central Florida with Malzahn actually runs to establish the pass, right? Yep. He still has that philosophy. Like, I played that Boise Central Florida game under like three different times during that game. It takes a lot for them to get to 70 points just because the clock's running a lot. They're still going to run the ball a fair amount of the time, so I don't hate the play. I probably won't get involved. I'm trying to stay away from Kansas. It's not a great Big 12 slate this week. There was only it's five not. games. When, so well, when is it? That I mean, let's game, talk about the conference. Wait, it, I got, I got I one like last a, one, Mike. Let's debate the Big 12. <laughs> okay. He, he's on the Nick, Big 12 debate. show, not, not Nick, loving you, it. You let's, do your last pick, no, and I'm then just we'll saying, talk Big 12. I'm just saying. I don't, know, I don't love it, really. I, I, I mean... 
you're getting Texas, Oklahoma, I guess K-State. Um, they have potential. Missouri's still, you know, dancing dancing between the raindrops there. They got a great kicker. I mean, they're going to win some Well, they're close in the games. SEC. They're in some close games and this and that, but... Uh, Oh, yeah, they moved now. They're My last pick. I like that the pitcher that came, Kyle Gibson. Oh, yeah. That, right? Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, and I'm guessing I know where he's going to feel on this, but I got the Cyclones plus six and a half at home against TCU. Just hear me yeah. out here. Hear me out why. I'm down on TCU. I have been since July, so I feel good about that. Were you I, on Colorado opening week? Did you I was. Yep. Played it, actually. Yep. My line, did you get any of that money line? I Everybody did. in Vegas had them. I couldn't believe it. I mean, they're just that was a story bet, right? It was, yeah, yeah. Yep. Similar, similar storyline. Story play, I should say. Night game. A lot of meaningful kind of stuff in this. I don't, I'm not sure if you know the background, Mike, but, but kind of the, uh, the background of Jack Trice legacy game here in Ames. I don't think TCU is that much of a better football team than Iowa State, quite honestly. I told Jake, I think it comes down late. Somebody passes throughout the game, figures out a run game late when it's physical. Whoever wins this, it's within a score. I'm not sure I lay the money line, but I like the Cyclones to cover that near full touchdown, Mike. People don't <clears throat> take into account the factor of night games in college football. I think they shade the home team a point to a point and a half playing at night as opposed to a um, 11 a.m local kickoff or 9 a.m. in the Pacific time zone. TCU's defense is awful. Agreed. They're awful. Iowa State has a better defense. Can Iowa State take advantage of that TCU defense? I mean, really, can can Rocco play well no, in, enough in reality to, they can. To, to put up 27, 28, 31? They if, they, if they can, they'll cover this number. Yep. They will. Because TCU won't go up and down the field on Iowa. And, and I think Campbell understands he sh to shorten these games, take the play clock under five, right? That's the way he's going to win with his defense. Um, I'm, I, I know you said you didn't play the money line. You like the six and a half, but it wouldn't shock me for Iowa State to win this game. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you're, you're liking a lot of these plays. I personally think I get back to over 500. Mike, thank you so much for joining us tonight, my friend. Thank you. It was fun to be here with you guys. Thanks for coming over to Chicago. Yeah, this is awesome. For our grand open. I think it went well. Oh, my God. It, it uh, went, honestly, Incredibly beautiful spot. You guys Good had Erlacher on earlier. You guys had Erlacher yeah. on your show. Awesome. Erlacher was awesome. on. Awesome. You know, there's some some fans that look a little bit like my family out there, kind of here and watching. Mike, I, I was disappointed you. you didn't bring the weather girl. The, I'm, I can't wait to meet this weather girl. <laughs> oh, Amber, the, the we got the a, network hired the weather girl. I know you only been hanging though. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you guys. very Thanks, much. Mike. Appreciate it. Thank you. That was great. Great segment with Mike Palm here. We are live at Circus Sports Illinois as producer Aiden just is about to get the headphones on. Jake, we've had a lot of good shows. I think this has honestly been one of the most smooth, fun, high energy shows here as Aiden comes back. Our captain over here, Mr. Wyatt. Yeah, this it's is nice. And I hope this isn't the last time we get to do one kind of on location. Yeah, this was one of our uh most all over the place shows, I would say. It was we we bounced all over. Mike came in throwing throwing a fastball. He just he's like a rollless Chapman in twenty fifteen. Now let me add this. Here. And I I've talked more than I usually do in the show with respect. Wide right Natty Light. Obviously Iowa State, you know, affiliation with that site. They've clearly been listening. I hope they give their readers the Discord, whatever that looks like, and the fans back in Ames. 
Osen a little shout out because I'm not an Iowa State fan. I'm not from Iowa. No longer on that beat fully. I was defending them a lot with our friend Mike right there. That was piercing me a little bit, man. I was looking at the crowd we've got of 40, 50 people out there watching us right now. I was getting a little defensive, and I, I'm glad. I think he could kind of see that in me, and I, I think he actually did like my play. Then he added the money line part. I'm wrapping with this. I think the Cyclones are 3-3 three and three next time we talk. I don't, but, <laughs> but I, you know me. I, it's basketball season at this point. No, I'm kidding. I, I think it'll be a good game, um, but like I said, I just, they've got that Vikings effect to them where could, uh, <laughs> could their quarterback Chandler Morris forget to spike the ball? or take 25 seconds to spike the ball, sure. But could they have a miracle f win fumble on the goal line? I could also see that happening. And uh, my, my tortured little Iowa State heart over the years tends to lean towards the, the former. So I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Firmly Entrenched. This was so fun. Honestly, Thanks, this was. Circus Sports, for having us. This was an incredible event. I'm going to have to come back here again sometime, and uh, we've got a night full of fun still awaiting us. We're going to get some food. We've got some playoff baseball on. You guys uh, will be enjoying this beautiful space. You guys know me. I'll be hitting the books again. That's, that's how we get to these places. We get these opportunities. Sincerely, though, because I haven't gotten the chance to do this in a few weeks, I obviously made this transition a little bit. I'm really grateful to you guys, to this team at Iowa Everywhere, and to all the listeners that make this possible. Everybody knows me as very sincere. This is, I came into it full on. This has been more fun than I could have imagined so far, guys. Appreciate you both. Yep. Thank you. And hear from Brian Erlacher coming up next. Iowa everywhere.